0: (laughs) Well, I feel very fancy filling out my little surveys about um, Boba Fett and stuff like that.
1: Vocal fam. Vocal fam. Hello. Here we go. You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Waste Disposal Center 3 on the original Death Star. This summer, we really need to make like a priority to redo some theme songs.
0: I was going to say that! I was going to say that! I was, I was literally thinking, like, we don't have a Mandalorian one.
1: Yeah, we need a Mandalorian one. And we
0: never did a WandaVision one.
1: Uh, we definitely need a hex one. Yeah, Cover, like, uh, from
0: the hex. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we can even throw in a little WandaVision. Yeah, speaking like, of which, I,
1: I think that that is finally coming, so we can actually make the recording for this summer. Really? Um, yeah. Um,.
0: I'm trying to think what else we've been watching that like like what's what's changed since the last. Well, seven?
1: no, but uh, well, what I'm talking about is I want to make a format vision,
0: <gasps> yeah,
1: recording with actual singers yeah! for our presentation.
0: That would be very cool. Yeah, that would be anyway. very cool.
1: Vocal fam, how you doing? Hello, Frank. I was actually <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I literally, in my head, was
0: expecting someone from the audience to reply. <laughs> someone to go.
1: Hello! Oh I knew that. Oh my gosh! Five years of this podcast, and that's never happened. Oh it's my gosh! It's because you're
0: back to doing live like stuff. Yeah, it's a Puccini.
1: And I was ah, actually hello. expecting the audience Surprised to. Surprised it wasn't an sera. Italian accent. Come state?
0: Y'all know he's Bene. Puccini. I'm sure y'all y'all had no clue. You, He's been Puccini Lyric, for the last, like, Lyric
1: Stage fundraiser Monday night, and then we're done for this mm-hmm. year.
0: And you're live streaming, right?
1: Live stream.
0: So y'all actually can, like, join, even if you're not.
1: That link is on my I mean, last 60. Facebook post, and it's in my Instagram bio. Um, woo uh, Anyway, little fundraiser for Lyric Stage. And if any, um, just to put this out in the universe... <laughs> If any university uh departments would like for Giacomo Puccini the maestro himself to make an oh, appearance at your university yes. next academic year uh i I could arrange that i mean i I know a guy
0: you you know a guy <laughs> he's gotten in no it's it's a very like engaging show oh thanks it's Sarah well, this is
1: the first we've recorded since we did it,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, because, like, I think the last time I literally was, like, I'm really happy to, like, see...
1: To actually know what this show's about. To know what's
0: happening, like, rather than my, like, three pages of the script I had, which, you know, very enlightening, for sure. I certainly had an interesting three pages. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, actually watching it, one, just impressive, because having been memorizing music for Godspell, like... I was literally complaining to Jamie that I was like, "Oh, it's not like I have dialogue with people. I just have these huge like par- anytime I have a line, it's like yeah, a paragraph." Yeah. And I'm complaining about that. I'm like, "But I didn't have to memorize a 75-minute monologue, so... <laughs> like I'm sitting here complaining about my like 10 sentences in a row, and then I was like, "Well,
1: yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm really hoping the Godspell cast comes."
0: And is like on oh, Monday. I feel bad about myself. There,
1: no, just be like, <laughs> oh, okay, I can memorize my lines. Like. Yeah. Yes, 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 you can. Yes, uh, yes. Sorry, we've been talking about memorization a lot this spring. Um,
0: Memorization's a thing. No,
1: that was hilarious, though. I was actually expecting, I said that, and like, vocal fam, how you doing I was expecting the audience to be, to, like, to be like, yeah, we're well, good.
0: Woo, morning.
1: Uh, wow, that was, Sarah and I already had a rehearsal this morning. Um, yep. Got to hear a lovely, we're doing our uh, department showcase tonight, like your. You know feature every ensemble this that and the other lyric stage is doing it's like a
0: little sampler
1: lyric stage is bringing back their little snippet of Susanna that we did in the fall mm-hmm. and uh then we're gonna it's end lovely. the end the program with a little godspell preview we'll we'll, we'll do a little blessing the lord um, we'll leave on a high note Keep literally
0: we're gonna dance out the aisles literally, literally. literally
1: end on a high note literally <laughs> sorry monty python joke for all you uh monty python nerds Unpopular let's opinion. end this meeting on a high note
0: My unpopular opinion is I've never been a huge Monty Python fan.
1: Yeah, it's a very specific comedy. It's a very
0: specific comedy. And honestly, I feel like half of me not being a huge fan was that before I watched it, the people that made me watch it hyped it up so much. A lot.
1: Oh, no, the people who love it.
0: They were like, this is the funniest thing you'll ever see. It's almost
1: like talking to a Doctor Who fan about Doctor Who.
0: Don't even... Look, look, look. When I talk to you about Doctor Who and then I make you watch Blink, you understand. Now, if I hype up Doctor Who and then you're like, I'm going to go sit down and watch like some random episode. Yeah, you might be disappointed. You, If you sit down and you watch the first episode of New Who... After I've hyped it, like yeah, you're gonna be like Sarah. What is this? I think eleventh hour. Plastic people. I think
1: forever. I will. I will do eleventh hour as my onboarding episode.
0: Blink is my my go to onboarding. I
1: understand that perspective too, and I had done that for a while, but yeah. I think I will now go to eleventh hour.
0: I mean, it's a solid episode. And as well.
1: if they if they buy into that, then I'll be like, okay, now I'll go back
0: was, to Rose. It. If it's and- someone. That you genuinely think, like, oh, they're going to love this, and, like, they already like sci-fi, that's a good one. If you're trying to just, like, convince someone who really doesn't watch sci-fi...
1: Yeah. Blink. Speaking of... I have a pedagogic topic I want to get to today, <laughs> well, vocal are getting there, guys. Uh, but, but one thing, just a quick thought on, while we're on this. Um, sp- speaking of things like fandoms and, and, and whatever... Yeah. So, my son... Oh, goodness. Has... Is working his way, and he's out of the mines of Moria now. Is
0: he working
1: his way through fellowship, and they've let the the oh. the, the company has left the mines of Moria. Okay, um, and uh, they are they think they're on their way to Mordor.
0: All right. Yep. Oh.
1: And he says to me in the car yesterday morning as I was dropping him off to school. Just answer me this, Papa. Do they get to Mordor in this book? <laughs> No.
0: <laughs> we warned him. Admittedly, no. I told him, "I'm like Charlie. This is basically one long." He book.
1: said to me earlier, earlier at one point when they had first gotten to Rivendell, he was like, "I don't know. They keep talking about some sword, but it was broken. <laughs> but it was
0: <laughs> bless his heart."
1: He okay. said, and they keep talking about how it's snowing. It's just snowing.
0: It's just also like you read those you read those books, and you could spend five pages on just how something looks in fact or more or more um, like, but but he's he's a, he's
1: a dedicated reader so he's uh he's
0: going to plow through he's
1: going to finish fellowship soon and when he gets to two towers oh two towers
0: mm. so are you going to do where like you read a book watch a movie read a book watch a movie i don't know it's
1: what we did with harry potter
0: a solid choice um
1: you
0: ought to do a little hobbit feast make like the the if the we relentless. wait if
1: we wait till the end of him reading it'll be sometime this summer probably And then we could do a proper Hobbit. Maybe we could do like, uh, you know, 12 Zs or something.
0: Yes. I'm just uh, anyway. I, love, I love a celebration. I love an event.
1: Vocal fam. Okay, so I can't. I have a thing I can't really talk about. It's funny. Sarah and I were just talking about things we couldn't talk about.
0: Things we can't talk about. But Mine's really cool, guys. I'm part of the Disney Plus fan community. I get to take really cool quizzes, but I can't talk about it. Um, they made me check a box. They
1: just they just eliminated you from it. No. The algorithm just picked no, you no, up. No, no, I'm and...
0: allowed to say I'm a part of it. Oh. I've read, uh, read the fine print, guys.
1: <laughs> Her My husband is a My husband's an attorney. <laughs> Anyway, um, but uh, I'm part of a. Let's just say I'm part of a project. We love a project. That involves voice pedagogy. Wow! Everyone is shocked.
0: Wow! I'm
1: like the whole world
0: flabbergasted.
1: Just couldn't believe it. that's the most revealing thing we've ever said on the podcast. I mean,
0: if that's what we're talking about today, woo! <laughs> and that's as detailed as we get. I'm ready.
1: I can't talk about the project um, because we don't talk about Bruno.
0: We don't talk about Bruno. Uh, That
1: was for all you parents out there.
0: Uh, That's for everyone.
1: um, Who are definitely sick of talking about Bruno.
0: I love that song. Granted, I also don't have a small child making me play it repeatedly. I listen to it when I want to.
1: Yeah. Actually, the, the older child said to me that he thought that it was actually Disney's best animated film this week. And I was like, "Wow, I'm that shocked. is a that's that a is lot. a that is a because bold statement."
0: It was fairly recently that your oldest child gave me like a half hour lecture on ranking the Pixar movies. Oh,
1: I, I, th- that's not surprising. Into
0: Disney, like I got a whole speech on it.
1: Listen, a whole oh. he can he g- can go through the definitely the aesthetic critique of Rapunzel
0: and I its love. merit
1: above Frozen.
0: I uh, agree, honestly. But okay. Anyway. Anyway.
1: Any, a, anyway, I shouted from the back of the theater.
0: Um,
1: no, but it, it, this project that, that I'm involved in,
0: okay.
1: uh, let's just say it involves pedagogy, and it got me thinking about something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we've talked a little bit about this on this show, but never really in, in so much detail. It got me thinking about just how dramatically my teaching of voice pedagogy has changed over the 20 years of my career.
0: I I mean, just in the time that I've known you, and like from when I took your class- As an undergraduate. As an undergraduate through, I mean, I haven't taken your class in several years now, but- But just
1: through our evolving conversation, I was gonna say, just for
0: listening to you talk on the podcast about, here's what I started with this year, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, I don't even do this anymore. It, so on, and so forth.
1: Okay, so like on that point, and it got me actually. Th- it did. It, it got me thinking about like the differences between even when you had taken it mm-hmm. as an undergraduate, but then thinking back to like when I was first teaching it. Just how well, you know, thinking back. So let's let's rewind, shall we, Vocal Fam? All right. Let's take We love a, a
0: flashback. St-
1: a stroll down Vocal Fry past. Hmm. Down the path in the before times. Oh my gosh. BC before COVID.
0: Yikes. Maybe BV before vocal fry.
1: Before vocal fry. BV. Goodness That's gracious. That's even further back. Um I've been teaching ped now for the better 15 years. Wow. And I had to do some math. Uh yeah, I had to think about it for a second actually. In my head
0: I went 22 15. It was hilarious it was actually. Me. I
1: was I was telling someone uh we were there was we were talking about a historical voice pedagogy text and um, the uh, a, a book by DA Clippinger. Mhm. Who wrote a a book um, back in like 1917 or something like that Whoa. called "The Head Voice and Other Problems"? And um, I, I, and then we were talking about a different clipping or book, and um, I was like, "No, I'm I, I I cited the the head voice and other problems in my dissertation," and then I was like, "At least 2022 me." <laughs> thinks remembering that 2007 me yeah. cited the clippinger in okay. my dissertation.
0: Pretty sure. But Maybe. I
1: was f- like 15 years ago, and one, it disturbed me that 2007 was 15 years ago.
0: That is a weird thought.
1: And two, I'm not so sure that 2022 me remembered accurately.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It all works. I mean, details.
1: Anyways, a funny little anecdote about DA Clippinger's the head voice and other problems. When I got that copy, I inherited it from another I inherited it from another voice teacher. It's one it's of nice. the couple of libraries I've had the great fortune to inherit in my days. And inside I found a preserved four-leaf clover. How lucky. I mean, it is March. We're getting towards St. Patrick's Day. How lucky. But, uh, yeah, a preserved, Lord knows it might have been from 1917.
0: Because I'm not so sure that that book had been opened since
1: 1917.
0: You know, if you find a four-leaf clover in a patch, you're likely to find a lot more because they tend to grow in patches together.
1: Well, anyway, I yeah. found... You haven't found a four-leaf clover? Found a four-leaf clover. In D.A. Clipping, there's the head voice and other problems.
0: A person knew they had problems needed a little luck.
1: I, I get it. Maybe that's the key to Passaggio.
0: Is that? Just put a little Foil leaf Clover in your pocket. You just need a little luck. You need a little luck. <laughs> just a little luck.
1: No, you can go back and listen to other episodes about Passaggio and <laughs> Fam. We've got plenty of them. Um, anyway. Projects. Wh- where was I? Projects. Projects. Ooh. No, going back to historical, ah, h- how many times i right, pet pe- pe- the past. When I first started teaching pedagogy, like the whole way back... For one thing, Mm -hmm. I definitely was basically just teaching the course that I was taught.
0: I think that's probably how most people start out.
1: And so it involved...
0: I think most people that start teaching voice initially jump in with, well, this is how I take voice. Oh, gosh. No, no. Oh, it's it's happening. No, 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 they
1: don't. They go... (laughs)
0: I would like to say that I at least do an arpeggio.
1: <laughs> you mean you don't do a five-note scale on a lip trill, Sarah?
0: I mean... I mean, um, are you a voice teacher? I'm not going to lie. A lot of times it is a lip trill, but I do are, try are to... Are
1: you even a voice teacher? I'm not. Anyway. Am, no, I, no, am you, I, though? You, you are. Anyway. <laughs> Every um, day I ask. <laughs> actually, Sarah's doing some lovely work with one young man who we've mentioned on the podcast before, actually, and when his tone is... When it's there. It's there. it's when It's there. It's, it's, it's there.
0: I don't even know if that was me, though. I don't even know. Anyway. Anyway.
1: But uh, when I first started teaching VoicePed, my course was definitely just a reflection of the course that I had taught, which included using the textbooks. That you had used? I had used, which in the early days, that would have been, like, the first edition of Scott's book. Hmm. Um, like, edition one, which had, like, that lovely oh. CD-ROM and looked very futuristic and it was white and you know all this kind of stuff and um and then i supplemented that with mckinney um i
0: carried on for a while even though
1: uh yes yes and uh probably did some original supplementing with with dosher as well that sounds right and in the second semester already definitely would have because Right about the first year that I taught ped was when Resonance in Singing Don's book had actually come out, mm. um, and and I would have I would have very shall we say very rapidly incorporated that.
0: I was to say I'm sure if that wasn't your first year second year
1: it was close. Um, anyway, it's hard to believe that that book is nearly 15 years old. Um, as you might imagine from those sources at that time, the course was structured around classical singing.
0: Yeah. It is funny how quickly, like, how, well, like, we're saying, oh, how long ago this was, or it feels, but at the same time, thinking about knowing where your ped courses have morphed towards, at the same time, like, relatively how quickly that has just shifted. Yeah.
1: Like 15 years. So, You know, as you might have expected back then, we would have talked about a lot of things from the perspective of
0: probably
1: even training opera singers. Yeah. Not even just training just
0: classical classical singers.
1: Now, even in that point, would I have included a course on belting? A a, a class on belting? Yeah. And musical theater styles. Yes, from the get-go I did. But I'm thinking about like even just philosophically, like the information on like a Oh yeah. And um and for that matter of G G I O words, Pasajo.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Would have very much been approached not even from an acoustics perspective yet, oh. but from a classical Western voice pedagogy perspective that I honestly probably read in Structure of Singing by Richard Miller or mm. Venard. Um, so it's interesting to think about that that was only 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And when I think about philosophically what uh, the information that I was teaching to students, mm-hmm. because at that point that was a class of performance majors and graduate performance majors, mm-hmm. I taught them from the perspective
0: of you of, are going uh, out to sing opera,
1: literally recreating myself.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: how. Ha- a course in how to recreate, reverse engineer my—not even reverse engineer, just how to rebuild it. And for one thing, let me just say that the story ends way far away from that. But thinking back to those original days, and like things like having like a, you know, specific thing about about uh, thinking about voice health for the performer. Not even just voice health yeah. as voice health. Or... Yeah, not
0: even just voice health like, hey, you might teach a high school choir someday and voice health for being in a choir. Voice health for children, voice health for just a, the human walking on the street that maybe uh, it maybe is in church choir, maybe not.
1: I'm even thinking of like doing things like the Fox system. Well, that was still Which, my gosh, I haven't taught in years now. But I, did you get, did I go did I... to the Fox system with you all? Y'all
0: did. You did. Oh, it wasn't... my
1: gosh. But you want to
0: know what's funny, too, is we all craved it. We wanted that. Like that lecture. I mean, I swear to you that I have copious notes on how that was described and the <laughs> general physical descriptions that fit the different Fox.
1: Oh my God! See, I'm even thinking of that—of like using things like general physical descriptions. I would never do that anymore. Now, to
0: give him credit, it wasn't like it was like large, oh. larger head versus smaller head stuff, tall versus short. Like it wasn't—it wasn't, it wasn't protruding
1: larynx yeah. or not protruding. It larynx. wasn't.
0: It wasn't as bad as that might make it sound.
1: Yeah. And I, of course, yeah. we're all
0: sitting there like. We all wanna be labeled. We all like we wanna Oh gosh. We're we're sitting there like, what am I? What am I? I'm oh no, this. I I'm remember I
1: remember doing my undergraduate voice pedagogy term paper and pouring through the Boldry and Richard Miller training tenor voices. So desperately wanting to know what tenor fuck I was.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like we felt like it was like a personality quiz, like you know, oh, it's like a Myers Briggs thing for, almost.
1: For sh- it was the original singer enneagram, for sure. And it's funny,
0: like because I too like have kind of moved away, like don't even think about that half the time. But I literally had a student this week ask me, but like, what fuck would you put me in?
1: You that had was, a student. I don't even teach majors. <laughs> Sweet Moses in heaven. Anyway,
0: and I said I really hate to put you in a box like that.
1: Uh, correct. I had a great teach on that on that issue. I had a, I had, a I had a professor say a great thing to a, a pedagogy class actually once about that, and their answer was, "Well, what fach have you been hired for for the last ten years?" Oh my years? gosh, said
0: that I was like, well, because
1: that's your fach.
0: Because I for, I started with, oh, don't put yourself in a box, whatever. But then I was like, I mean, when you walk into a choir rehearsal, like. Sure, maybe this is what you're most comfortable singing, but at the same time, like you're probably, if you're getting hired to sing in your church choir, you're going to walk in there and say, I can sing whatever you need me to sing because you're the person with the most musical training.
1: And you want to make that cash yeah. money. when
0: you walk in, like when you're getting ready to audition for a musical, maybe you're this, but if you're singing in an opera, you might be this. I was like, it just depends.
1: Yeah, right. And sometimes you want to be the other thing when and you're on auditioning for an opera in case there's less of yeah, those Yeah, I'm things.
0: like, don't limit, like, don't limit yourself.
1: So anyway. um anyway. But yeah, no, I would, I would talk about all kinds of crazy things that I would never include in a petty, and of course, let me tell you, the, and this stayed on for years. The labeling of the intricacies of the larynx. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, of course, the teaching, thinking of 15 years ago, the teaching of a as the right way to breathe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, and, and, and just thinking about how...
0: Well, even, like, seven or eight years ago... That, I don't know, I'm just guessing. Yeah, so like so like, like yeah,
1: you would have taken Peb with me about six or seven years ago. As I'm thinking an undergrad. like
0: the puff train was such a huge thing to the before Th- that you that was that you, was a
1: while ago, yeah, yeah.
0: Four or five four or five. Like that didn't that wasn't my undergrad the first time I took it. That was like a year or two later. Like I was still in school because I distinctly remember that was such a highlight for a few years that you they had did a, a class Halloween dress up costume. for Halloween yeah. as the puff On train. On the wheels
1: of SOVTs. Yep. Literally, the wheels of the train were SOVT exercises. And that's not a bad... No.
0: There's nothing wrong
1: with that whole... No, no, no. Correct. Correct. (laughs) So anyway, then thinking about, like, by the time... So you would have taken the first time you took anything pedagogic with me. Like 2015? would have would have been somewhere in the middle of this time period that I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, I was going
0: to say I like I feel like I fall right into the Yeah,
1: like your first your first time would have been in the in the right in the sort of
0: It would have been like 20 it would have been 2015.
1: And by yep. that point I Okay, well and it's interesting to think about this even. Okay, let's go way back. Okay. When I would teach resonance, Mm -hmm. the only things I would teach were the few specific events of harmonic format interactions that were in Don's book and dissertation. Because that's what I was raised on.
0: Points of like...
1: As a a mentee. You know, we would talk about the primary register transition of the voice we would talk about you know the when f2 interactions started to happen we would talk up maybe about where you know a, a hoot as don's word for whoop timbre would have been you know would have happened and i would and of course all of those were based on essentially what happened in classical operatic singing yep
0: it's a totally different mindset when you go to do.
1: So even thinking stuff. of something like, as, as, which is now such a core part of my course. hmm Gosh, that was different. Like, holy cow.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's only been a few years. Like, a few years since even introducing, like, Never mind psychoacoustics and stuff like that. Like, well,
1: right, and and then I think about by the time by the time twenty you took it, yeah. I was starting to get to the realization. I was already on my way there. That one that I needed to have a better overall grasp of the entire acoustic landscape. Yeah. rather than these specific events. And I was already on to a lot of Ken's work by that point and the ideas of if you actually understand yeah. and and, yeah, and the resonances of the vocal tract and actually painting a better picture of the overall resonance structure and how that interacts with source harmonics, or maybe doesn't, depending on what theory of voice production. Anyway, in 2015, (laughs) that's what I certainly would have taught. Um, I was already onto that idea and the idea that even considering that material was probably the way to settle any arguments between ideas of Classical versus CCM, Uh-oh. which, by the way, Vocal Fam, I haven't used that term in four years.
0: I do love that. Like that is a really good point. That opening it up to not just those few specific events as far as resonance was a big sh- shift. A big shift. It is a big shift. But like teaching the whole landscape does make it a lot easier to just say, "Hey, this applies to just singing."
1: To a vocal tract.
0: To a vocal tract, like. Period. No
1: period. matter what kind of noise you're trying to make.
0: And you can, yeah. Oh no, no one's talking to you, Siri.
1: Oh no, no, Siri. Siri's interrupting.
0: Siri's interrupting some great conversation.
1: <laughs> um, okay, uh, but but still, certainly the first time you would have taken it with me. I was still in a point that then, like when we did like a belting workshop, it was its own it was class. Its, it was its
0: own class, and it was a small portion. And it happened in the second semester when not everybody was even still ta- Like everybody had to take the first semester, right? That was much more basic anatomy, yeah. Uh, whatever. Second semester included a little portion of that of belting, but not much. Right. It was like one or two classes. Like I think that was a big part of why I wanted to take acoustics the following year was because there was so much more. Right. A period.
1: But it was but it was still at that point in my teaching it was still a different topic.
0: Yes, it shall was. Shall we say? Yes, there was a pe- there, was there
1: was this kind of singing and this other kind of singing.
0: Mhm. Well, thinking about it, I think all of the resonance and acoustics happened in the second semester.
1: Yes, at that Like point. that was yes. the like. Yeah. I did I did very little on resonance acoustics in in the first semester. Yeah. Um. I. Yes. And it was in those years, right about there, mm-hmm. when you would have first taken it around 2015, that. I started to really transition away from thinking about my class recreating performers and thinking about directing the information more at, to be completely frank, the populations that they will probably teach.
0: Which is helpful. Meaning,
1: meaning lifespan voice, young kids older adults, yeah, avocational singers, etc., etc., etc. I'm going to um, get you
0: one of those things that moves your mouse for you periodically. That would be great. That they do like that we, they if sell we,
1: If we had that, that would be amazing. That's a thing. That's Is that a, really a thing?
0: Yeah, it's for it's for people who work from home. And, That's
1: amazing. And
0: people like cuz they can remotely monitor your like work computer. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. Yeah, so I thought it I thought you were going to say it's some kind of discord thing.
0: No, 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 it's a legitimate thing that you just like I think you just put your mouse on it and like every few minutes it just goes it just shakes it a little.
1: Remarkable. It's
0: just yeah. That's the, the thing. There you
1: go. If that company that makes that would like to sponsor the Vocal Fry podcast, sponsored by Plural Publishing, we're happy to have more than one sponsor.
0: Yeah. 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 We're not going to limit ourselves.
1: Um anyway, no, so
0: but it started shifting pretty quickly after that.
1: Big time. And big shifts, too. And, and then, yeah, so it's really been in these last seven years that I've been here mm-hmm. that I started making, quite frankly, really gargantuan shifts oh, yes. in in methodology, in ideology, in philosophic.
0: Well, and admittedly, yeah. I feel like philosophy? your student po- philosophy—that's
1: hmm? just a word. Yeah, your okay.
0: student population has drastically shifted. Yes. In the last, because when I took it, the majority, like the majority the of you semester, were performance majors. Yeah, it was. I would say like 75 25, like the most of us were performance majors with the like the next biggest population being education majors. Yeah. To now I would say you probably have about half and half education maybe like worship leadership.
1: No. Um, it's uh, a little bit of a weird class this year where I actually did have as many performance majors um but hmm. but uh yeah it's been a it's been a pretty I mean there was one class that was like 15 education majors and like Yeah. Two but just BAs definitely
0: like a shift
1: and and so as you might imagine y- you know one of the big shifts that i have made is trying to prepare i love Warm-ups, it when there's man. voice lessons going on it makes my heart so happy um <laughs> Uh, there's there's also people evangelizing the campus outside on the street. There's always a certain
0: irony to this. In case y'all not know, me, we are at a Christian me, university.
1: Makes me quite
0: like, st- st- very, confused. Like, very, I would say, very...
1: Anyway, yeah, it, they're out there yelling. There's but lots out of there yelling. yelling.
0: At this school,
1: lots. They're out there. It's a lot of some yelling. really
0: interesting things.
1: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. and unfortunately, it bleed. Like, sometimes they're on megaphones. It's a, it's at a least a they're
0: thing. not on. Yeah. Sometimes they bring that like mic and amp. Yeah.
1: They're like literally like protesters. Today
0: it's just it's just yelling.
1: Anyway, because the sidewalk is of course public property of where course. we can't do anything about it. Anyway, um, but it's nice hearing voice lessons and not yep. that. Um, I'd
0: much rather hear that.
1: Yeah. Uh, but so, a big shift in trying to direct information mm-hmm. to people who I know who will be middle school and high school choir directors. Mm-hmm. But more so, a shift just trying to realize that the population, they're not training performers anymore. No. Most of them. Not only that. But there's been a continual, continual shift, even toward my graduate students, Mm -hmm. away from these things and towards my pedagogy courses now, Mm -hmm. particularly as of the curriculum changes that I've just made that have gone through our graduate committee that will be implemented. That will be implemented. None of so I had, in the grad program, when Sarah went through the grad program, mm-hmm. I had a CCM course.
0: Yeah, it was an elective option.
1: I, it's been required, basically, of everyone since uh, you were in it. Uh, um, well, it was an
0: elective when I came through, but...
1: I I, took, I actually <laughs> deleted that course. I mean... Do you know why? I,
0: because it's... Not necessary.
1: Because every single class that I teach is fully integrated... Between the ...with two. at least classical singing styles, musical theater singing styles, and pop rock singing styles. Good. Now, I am not an expert in jazz in any way, and so I don't talk a lot about jazz. It's different. I am not an expert in gospel, so I don't talk a lot about that. Um... Uh, and there are obviously plenty of other styles of music that are popular or not so popular um, but I don't view it anymore as like there's no there's no class where we talk about belting
0: just that
1: it's literally every day where we talk about well, ev- like how- so none of the pedagogy is stylistically
0: but I think that also shows how like the voice lessons and the mindset of, like, just the almost the majors in themselves has shifted because, like, I needed that class on the CCM because I had not, like, belting in music theater was not something I had touched in my lessons up to that point.
1: Yeah, and then Sarah got pretty good at it. I had it, been
0: huh? in musicals, but I had not, I mean, the musicals we had done had been fairly, they were much more classically. You
1: had done different. R&H and that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, Um but yeah, I did that, and then I started incorporating it. And I would say now, I—I mean, I could be wrong because I don't—I'm not in the lessons of these performance major stuff. But I think a lot of them are kind of balancing. They are at least bringing it into their lessons, their well, shows, their their lives.
1: I think we caught Mary Saunders Barton and Norman Spivey last year off guard a little bit when I was like, no, even when Sarah was in school, like we would do her lesson, and part of it would be let the floor of music praise, and then we'd move right into. Wild party.
0: Yep, yep. By the by, my the end of my masters, that was.
1: I mean, it. and that's how we're. Per, I mean, like this week, I just taught a lesson. Uh, what is today? What is today? Friday. It's a Friday. Let's see. Yesterday, Friday. what did I teach? I taught a jazz standard actually yesterday in a lesson, followed by. What is that? What is that classical piece he's singing? I don't even remember now. Oh, it's what it's one of the it's out of the Japanese art song book. Oh, um, uh, um, did that in a lesson on Thursday. It, uh, taught uh, yesterday. T- taught uh, a, a little what baking can do, and went straight uh, from what baking I love can to that. went straight from what baking can do into must the winter come so soon? Yes, because
0: I mean it's no different than like. I don't think a dancer would like. But freak out at being asked to like do one style of dance and then turn well, around. And... That's
1: kind of my point. And so it's not only a part of my teaching, it's a part of my, it's, it literally is encompassing of my entire coursework. We don't approach my point going back to like where I, what I said about like uh, if we talked about breathing, we talked about Apoggio being right 15 yeah, years ago. Yeah. We talk about respiration for any style for of singing. Of them, yeah. We talk about how they might differ. In certain styles, certain... Well, Also just
0: how it works, let's...
1: And the function of how the respiration works. Mm -hmm. When we're talking... And it's one of the big reasons that I spend as much time as I do now talking about psychoacoustics. Because once you understand perception, Mm -hmm. you have a framework with which to view the voice Mm -hmm. as a voice outside Period. of stylistic constraints.
0: Which is great. Yeah, cuz I mean really like if you're a performer, you're probably singing in several different styles. If you're a choir director, you're probably, I mean, like let's say you're a high school choir director, you're probably teaching your nice concert choir right next to your show choir or your a cappella group and or your whatever. And you're music directing
1: the musical. And
0: you're probably directing the musical like you got to wear a lot of hats. You got to be multifaceted.
1: And and I've just been thinking about this like you know, I, I am no longer incorporating CCM into the classes. No, it
0: just is.
1: It just, it, you know, and it was interesting. I was, you know, an interesting perspective on this. You brought up dance. Mm-hmm. I was describing this and my daughter does dance and of course now now their classes are separate like she has a yeah. ballet class and a contemporary class well she's class. gotten to
0: the more advanced area I think when they're little it, it can be um, more of a mix
1: but uh, it was interesting I was describing the curriculum changes that I was making the, to the degree mm-hmm. to one of my colleagues who's our piano pedagogy person yeah, yeah and and his response was right you're just teaching voice pedagogy <laughs>
0: So you're saying the other instruments have just been doing like we're just the last ones. I was
1: like, and I kind of it kind of caught me up took me aback for a second. yeah,
0: you thought that this was going to be like a
1: like he's like, right. you're just you're just you're not teaching classical voice pedagogy or musical theater voice pet. you're just teaching voice pedagogy, yeah. And so like when I approach resonance now, we just paint the tonal it's landscape. Just... Resonance. We approach the effects of what the resonance might do to the perce- first resonance might do the perception. Has oh. that what, phone the ever second- rung? Re- that no, no, and we're just going to hang that up. Sorry about I that,
0: didn't ma'am. know that that phone could ring.
1: Um, sorry about that. Um,
0: that was new and I hope exciting. Hope that, that was
1: not a school or something trying to call me about a child. Um, Why would they
0: call that? Instead I have of your soul? no idea. Bizarre.
1: Bizarre. Um,
0: no, but, I like that. Like, hey, here are all the different sounds you can make. Now you get to choose what you want to use for what. Like, it's
1: well, like paint right. colors. And and it also approaching them all from that perspective of perception with mm-hmm. with with and and influences of of resonances on 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 that part of the spectrum. You can look at any singing style then and go, oh, well, yeah, of course this would not be injurious or anything of that nature. You know, like, I I think, and this is one of the things I want to hit on this summer in our talk at, at National, is one of the reasons that I foreground the perception is that I think it is the final... I think the profession has moved way into accepting contemporary styles.
0: Yeah, that's. But. Yeah.
1: I think that the bottom line is if you view the voice through an actual psychoacoustics perception lens, that's the final straw that could break the final back of just saying, "Oh."
0: It's just. Saying. Oh, so there's
1: no way that that noise is actually injurious? Like I think it might be.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, correct your voice. There's like phonation in the function of phonation. And then which is, is
1: complex, by the way. Which
0: is, which is.
1: And there's the way there's human voicing actually happens, the which, way you, which we're admitting is complex. Yeah. And, of course, we use models and we reduce them. There you go, model people. Um, I
0: literally compared it to a TikTok filter yesterday. I don't
1: care what people compare it to. I was telling my class yesterday that some what was the language that someone was asking me about in class yesterday? Just yesterday in, in undergrad ped. Somebody yeah, under- asked... Yesterday
0: in undergrad ped, yesterday huh? Yesterday
1: in undergrad pedagogy. Um, someone asked me about a ling- language thing. It, uh, 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 singing- like a foreign language? No, no, like singing language, like singing teaching language. Ah,
0: Like all the made-up words? Or was it in
1: a lesson? It might have been in a lesson. Maybe it was in a lesson, actually. I don't remember, darn it. <laughs> um, it might have actually been in a lesson with one of my pro clients last night, hmm. and they were asking me something about like language of oh no it was yes it was they were asking me about um when they had taken pedagogy ah at this university prior to me being here
0: uh, i that was a very different experience i didn't take oh. it but i knew people who had
1: talking about why falsetto was a bad word so anyway, just to give, and, and I was like, no, no, no. On Vocal Fry, we don't get caught up with language. We from we what? we talk about words with whatever they can mean, and we're happy yeah. to talk about them from different perspectives. Um, but but that's even even that like that I, that's not how I would have thought in 2013 or 2010.
0: Yeah, no, I I believe that the course taught before you got here was essentially one book. I'm going to try to remain fairly vague. But, it was
1: National Schools of Singing, But fam. from, like, years before. Yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we're just talking about my evolution, yeah. personally, um, in doing this thing. But anyway, so I guess my point in all of this is now we're to a point where the coursework is just, we're just teaching voice pedagogy. We're teaching functional singing that that is free from ideology and philosophy that any kind of this noise is how you make this thing. I was even, uh, one of the big things even that influenced me in the last couple of years yeah. was the last time I had Lee Usselton, Dr. Usselton,
0: yeah
1: come in and lecture for my CCM ped class.
0: Was that when I was in it?
1: No, not the time you did it. Was the it the next time? A, a time after that.
0: Okay.
1: And, you know, one of the things, and she teaches, uh, if you remember from her episode last spring, about a year ago, she teaches a studio, actually it was really about a year ago, she mm. teaches a studio of nothing but avocational adult pop singers. Love it. And she was like talking about talking to my class about like freeing yourself of the idea of like there being any right and wrong with 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 these kind of students at all, and comparing that to, for example, almost any kind of classical singing, which does have essentially prescribed stylistic standards, mm-hmm. or pro musical theater singing. Which essentially has prescribed there industry standards, yeah. which has shifted. Yes. You know, like, for, for example, shifting meaning, like, we would not sing Oklahoma the way we used to sing Oklahoma. That's what Correct. I mean by that. Um, but And she even compared her pop work to, if I was preparing someone to try to get signed by a label... Mm -hmm. She said, I would even probably go with more typical industry pop industry standard sounds versus just working with. And that just freed my mind even so much further just to the idea of, yeah, this this is the direction we need to go. Yeah. And these are the ideas. And and so anyway, I just want to encourage you vocal fam as you're out there in, in voice teaching land. You know, free yourself. Realize, hey, listen. If you have somebody that comes to you and they want to sing opera and they know, and and that is their then life, then do it. By gosh, train them to sing opera and make them darn good at it. Because and teach them that they need to actually understand the text and have something yep. to say. Yep. Um, sorry, I got a little soapboxy there. Well, at that listen, moment. I think
0: I I had a thought this morning where I'm like, I think sometimes when operas are in English, we're too quick to just be like oh i understand and not think about the text as much
1: have something to say
0: yeah like think about what you're saying particularly like if you're singing in english and it's like a dialect
1: oh or you're singing in english and it's poetry make sure that, you actually yeah. know what the think poem about is about what it's
0: saying like like really there was
1: a whole episode we did about that called you're a tree i'm a tree
0: oh, we're yeah. all just trees all just trees
1: um that was about a I don't know, that was back in the that was back in like that high high quarantine, I think.
0: Oh, was that not with Michael? I don't remember. I don't think that was quite, I, think I think that it, was with Michael because you're a triometry. I'm thinking that was no, before his no, recital,
1: no, wasn't it? No, 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 no. That episode was actually uh that episode was actually what was the actual was twice? That was the subtitle of the episode. Because the actual episode was like say something. Say something meaningful or something like uh, that anyway, doesn't matter vocal fam anyway but but listen if you're out there and and if you're training aspirational musical theater singers like know the sound and train them the toward that sound and and know the story and yeah. if you're training you know if you're training a uh any singer, maybe make them multiplistic if they really want to perform
0: and I have to remind myself like with some of my singers that like. Really want to sing more pop that, like, oh dear. Ooh, oh, oh. What in ooh, the world? Ooh, ooh. Don't like that. Don't think about it too much. Sorry,
1: vocal fan. We're just going to keep moving. Don't
0: think about it too much. Don't.
1: Because I may never drink I coffee yeah, again. you may
0: never drink coffee again. Uh,
1: and then I couldn't function.
0: Uh, I think I was trying to. Oh, that, like, with pop singers, that, like, it doesn't even necessarily have to be the most efficient. And that. It's well, their sound. Yeah. I mean, I have to remind it's, it's myself so, of so that much about
1: battle. their sound. It's
0: their sound and yeah. not like, because I am probably more comfortable with music theater sure. and that. Sure. Just,
1: well, and you certainly know the style better.
0: I know the style better. And so I have to like remind myself constantly when we move more towards Because
1: power. even Jagged Little Pill was Broadway Yeah. for the stage. Yeah. It doesn't sound like Alanis. No. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, no, you're, you're totally I'm right. not
1: criticizing it for that. I'm just saying.
0: But like, there is definitely a Broadway sound.
1: Yes. And you should know it if you're teaching people who are aspirational, but if you're just teaching someone who's having fun and wants to enjoy life and they're a 48-year-old accountant and they just want to take singing and take lessons from you, hey, guess what? They can probably afford it, number one, and charge your rate that you should be charging. Thank you, Michelle. Um, and, yep. and 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 enjoy your life. That's
0: For that matter, even in like Broadway singing, the voices, the 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 performers that we know and love are the ones whose voices are a little different.
1: Oh well, now that gets us to a different thing because yes, I. That's another I'm, thing.
0: After myself, I'm sometimes.
1: I'm all about actually even as an even even as my former pretentious opera singer self. I'm all about individuality of the voice. Yeah,
0: I don't want you to sound just like everyone else. I
1: mean, let's face it, when you hear Senor Pavarotti, you immediately know know. it's him. Just like when you hear Sinatra, you think for a second it's Dean Martin and then you go, no, that's Sinatra. That's Sinatra. Um, uh, uh, Anyway. Anywho. So all that to say, I think we should just be teaching voice pedagogy. Not... I like it. Maybe what we think voice pedagogy is—not
0: even necessarily the way you. So just I guess have this is a cry
1: it. to all of us. Yes, I think we could all use to think out of ourselves, think outside of ourselves, and realize. A great person I once heard talk about this sort of said, the moment that you start teaching voice well is the moment you start you stop believing your own BS. And I think that there's a point to that. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Anyway. Did you watch uh, Picard last night?
0: Was that last night? Last night, look. Yesterday was a crazy day. Picard season two
1: started uh, last night. Okay, I saw y'all's messages
0: and I was like, "What am I missing here?" No, last night I had to get my brother's dog Let's just say that now. I'll
1: just say this, Vocal Fam. Star Trek Picard season two started the way I thought Star Trek Picard would have started.
0: Holy moly. Okay, well, oh, dang it. I can't even watch it tonight. Nope,
1: nope, you can't. We have a concert. Oh, I
0: can't even watch it tomorrow. Nope,
1: nope, you can't. We have a painting Ugh, party and rehearsal. Ah, I'm to
0: have to wait till friggin' Sunday, if even then. Right now, guys. Sarah's my, life is... My life is a little bit of a mess, and I'm not even going into all of it here. But, um... Ah. I'm gonna get there. Oh, you gotta, ah. Ah. So
1: anyway, Star Trek, Star Trek Picard, Paramount Plus, uh, season two launched last night. It's okay. Night. Y'all
0: will know when I watch it. Not um, y'all. Not y'all vocal fam. Y'all. I'm mostly referring to me and him Josh. And Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I am i like, the heck are they talking? Like, because we have a like group message that really flares up with Star Trek things, and I'm like, what are they talking about? Now I feel dumb.
1: Anyway, Star Trek Picard Season 2, Paramount Plus. Check it out. Uh, very, uh. very very good. Uh, Batman uh, premieres this weekend.
0: Yeah, I've heard mixed. Let's see. Actually, I have a text I, from my brother about I've,
1: it. I've heard very mixed things. I've heard very mixed things. Which is kind of what I expected. Yeah. Um, Batman people really... In the DC universe, even though Batman is not the DC equivalent to Spider-Man at all... No. Uh, he's no. the equivalent to Iron Man. Yes. Um... The fandom of Batman in the DC Universe reminds me of the Spider-Man fandom. You're not wrong. In the Marvel Universe. I feel
0: like Batman DC and with Batman has basically been trying to chase the Christopher Nolan trilogy for years now.
1: Yeah, but yeah, and, and that's
0: never going to happen. You ain't going like to They've tried. They tried with Affleck. They tried you with ain't gonna do that. Pattinson.
1: It, it ain't going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um... I don't know. I've I've heard mixed reviews. I may or may not go see it. It seems real. It's. I think it's supposed to be pretty gritty. So I may not be. Although
1: Snyder cut was pretty darn good.
0: Snyder Cut was good.
1: Not Affleck so much. No. But the Snyder Cut was. I was never, no
0: offense to Ben Affleck, and I'm sure he doesn't care what I think about him. He does not. Um, And he shouldn't. But like, not my favorite Batman. Not who I ever would have cast as Batman. Don't really care for yeah. any of that.
1: Yeah, but Christian Bale.
0: Some of the casting, uh, yeah, Christian Bale, Pretty great Batman. Pretty great. A lot of their casting, like Henry Cavill as Superman, spot on.
1: Oh, obviously. Spot on. Obviously. Gal Gadot,
0: love but yeah, now
1: Had had they only remembered to write a script and a screenplay for Wonder Woman 1984? That,
0: that, that was such a disappointment. Had to me. they only? That was such a disappointment. Like with the cast they had, like with like, the setup they like, had, y- and then that
1: you bring in Pablo and you bring and and this is the script
0: that you write? I know.
1: Wow.
0: I just don't get it.
1: A four year old could have written a better script than that. I'm certain that actually four-year-olds who love comic books have written a better script Probably. than that was. Probably. Sorry, that was, that was a little soapboxy. Yeah, that but was... no, we
0: weren't. We weren't fans. I don't know if y'all could tell that, but we were not fans. Oh no, 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 even no, no. a little. That's bit. why
1: we didn't do a whole review of it. it was terrible. No,
0: nope, it was really bad. It was huge disappointment. I mean, huge disappointment.
1: Maybe that's what we should do for our 200th episode: is like some bad movie and do like a mystery science theater thing and actually get the audio routed right and just sit there and just and laugh like, at it, like like do our bad commentary about. Should it, it? be oh.
0: sci-fi or should it be should it be the the theater version I don't know. of Cats?
1: I Oh my! Sweet. I've never watched I can't, it. I can't, I I've never get watched it, it. I but I think if I went it. in
0: with popcorn, ready to just like I rip could not it to get shreds, it. Oh I don't my. think
1: I could get through it.
0: Okay. Um,
1: speaking of Vogelfam, next fall sometime, I think uh, maybe Christmas, uh, I, we'll be hitting our uh, Christmas uh, Vocal Fry Christmas six. I think we'll probably be our two hundredth episode. Wild. That seems impossible. It
0: does seem impossible.
1: Um. That's
0: That does seem impossible. That actually. seems
1: impossible. I'm
0: rejecting that now, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good try
0: though. Good try. Yeah, well,
1: anyway. Um All yeah. right, Vocal Fam. And and by the way, hey, we're we're back now. Sarah and I aren't nearly as uh actually I know we we seem in crazy, but we're actually not nearly no, as insane as uh
0: it, for me, like it's really just if I can make it to through March. Monday, oh, I'm really just aiming for Monday okay. right now. Okay, well, that may that may change. I was by aiming Monday. for April the fourth. I don't even know. It's oh,
1: the day we ship the Godspell scripts. back You know to what? MDI. Maybe I take
0: it back. Maybe that is my goal. I don't know what my goal is anymore, guys. April the
1: fourth, one month from today,
0: Day by day.
1: It, how apropos! That was
0: quite off. Key.
1: Sarah, what'd you have for breakfast?
0: yogurt it was really good yogurt it came in this have mix-ins nope nope this was a little bougie yogurt i bought at fresh market the other day and it comes in this cute little terracotta pot and i'm keeping it it's it's oven safe why would i not keep
1: it yeah why would you not
0: it's so cute i actually so i had bought it before and i really liked this yogurt. it's like la fermiere which i think just means like the farm or something like that um really good it's really good yogurt kind of bougie i had bought one Ate it. It was good. It was good as far as yogurts go, but I really liked the little pot, but then I only had one. So when I was back at Fresh Market, I bought three more. Sarah's
1: buying yogurt for the pot. Because
0: everybody. now I have a set.
1: Now she has a set.
0: This was an orange now and honey flavor. Now she can flavor. put
1: one type of melting cheese in one, and another type of melting cheese in the other. Put them in the uh, in the oven. and have a dual fondue.
0: More thought that it would be like real. Cu- well, they'd be a cute little vase, or like for clotted cream. I made my own clotted cream the other day. It was terrible would never do it again okay but I could go and do that or my real thought well, what people on the internet grant I don't have one is if you had like an espresso they said they're the perfect size.
1: Oh, I, I have but an espresso I don't have machine. An espresso, well,
0: so I just have them in case I ever get one. Has I just bring them, I just show up, I need to use my yogurt containers.
1: Someone <laughs> someone you know has an espresso machine right on his new coffee bar.
0: It's fabulous.
1: Um anyway, all right. Well we have there's a big, cute. we have a big painting party for Godspell tomorrow. We're actually I'm doing... making
0: all kinds of so friends, there's a lot going on in the world right now, right? And everybody deals with that in their own way. Yeah and I don't think we're really going to go into all of that but just know that some of us have been dealing with that by baking a lot I made yesterday and these are for Saturday already um homemade butterscotch cookies not with butterscotch chips like legit like i browned butter and stuff last night and made butterscotch cookies and they're delicious oh my gosh and then today and i even bought like fancy salt to sprinkle on the top of them like you're supposed to today i will be making shortbread cookies homemade shortbread dip and then gonna have chocolate drizzling literally when i go home it's i'm telling you that's how i'm dealing with stress right now is i've baked a lot you didn't know this but last friday i bought th-
1: you know you're not gonna be home till like nine thirty tonight right i'm
0: going home after this
1: Oh, you have... So, I'm going home after this.
0: I'm baking the shortbread. That way it can be cooled (laughs) so that tomorrow morning I can drizzle the chocolate over (laughs) it. Yeah, I'm not you. I have like two hours, and that's plenty of time to bake some shortbread. No, last Friday I came to rehearsal, because last Thursday I got really stressed out, went home, made three different kinds of cookies from scratch, and I brought them all to Godspell rehearsal the next day. Yeah. Because I didn't want to have three batches of cookies in my house well
1: they were good i'll just say that vocal fry's thoughts are with the people of ukraine yeah and uh yeah may may we have a peaceful end to this conflict as soon as humanly possible
0: feel like a good peaceful end
1: uh uh, even better anyway anyway um no so exciting things coming up baking Um, cooking yeah singing
0: we're doing that too a lot of singing
1: P- Monday, P- don't forget the
0: Puccini on Monday. Puccini Monday
1: night. This is your last we'll reminder. we we'll will put, put a link on the Vocal Fry social media too. Yeah,
0: you should watch it. We're pretty cool. Um, I say we, I sing a little bit guys. It's,
1: it's a fun night.
0: When you hear the first person singing and you go, that doesn't sound like the rest of the soprano singing. It's because it's me.
1: It's a fun night.
0: It's a fun night.
1: Anyway, all right Vocal Fam, that's it. We out.
0: Bye. Peace.